alien spacecraft did not crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You know flat earthers, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. Welcome to the 15th annual Subliminal Deception Podcast, your weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit. My name is Cody, and I'm joined by my pal, Phil. How are you? Doing great, Cody. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Um, Obviously, you live very far from where I do, but uh, Minnesota (laughs) is experiencing a heat wave right now. Man, it was like uh, almost 90 today, but with humidity, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, and it like the rest of the weeks like keeps going up and up and up and up. I actually mowed the lawn before this recording. I had a good amount of sweat going on. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it'd be worse in Arizona, but like what's the temp there? Uh, it's like probably it's like 103 right now, but okay. it's, it's dry, so... Uh, last Saturday, it was actually a little cloudy, so it got down below 100, Okay, I think, during the day. <laughs> so that was kind of nice. It was like 98 probably. So Do you, Does anybody have to mow the lawn there? Yeah, so there are people who dump like swimming pools a week of water on their lawn oh. to keep it green. Yeah. Um, so there are people who mow the lawn. You have to mow it at night pretty much because if you mow it during the day, it's going to just roast. <laughs> Like, <laughs> so everyone mows their lawn kind of at night on the weekends. Mm. So but if it does, that's the weird thing about grass here. If it does rain, like all of a sudden you'll see someone's yard struggling. It rains one night, the next day, their yard is just like shot up. Like that grass <laughs> is so fucking thirsty. Yeah. I, well, I remember when I was there, it's just like a lot of rocks everywhere. You know? Yeah. I mean? Most, uh, most normal fucking uh peasants like myself just have (laughs) rocks in their yards so you know i obviously haven't been everywhere around the country but the driest place i've ever been that shouldn't have been was seattle when i was there it was like fucking brown and yellow every like everything was dead might have been the season you were there was that it could be i mean it was the middle of summer i don't it was just so weird like Everything was dead. I, I don't know. I thought they were supposed to be like the rain capital of the United States. Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of weird. You would. Well, I'm pretty sure the driest, hottest place I've ever. It seemed hotter because I hadn't lived here yet, but was San Antonio. Um, I actually left there right around when it was starting to go from spring to summer. You would walk outside and it just feel like an oven door opened <laughs> up in your face. So Texas, so San Antonio is worse than Arizona. Well, no, at the time, because oh. you got to imagine I had come straight from Minnesota in the wintertime and then I went to San Antonio two months later. It was hot as fuck. So is San Antonio kind of uh, trashy by the base is really trashy <laughs> uh, by Lackland Air Force Base. But that's pretty much any Air Force bases. Mm. They're going to put it in the cheap part of town. But uh no, they have uh, they have the Riverwalk there. They have the Alamo. They have nice houses. It's just like anywhere else. Wait, but... did, did you actually go see the Alamo? Yeah, I did. Really? Uh, it was all right. It's a building. <laughs> I 
Is that basically all it is? Just a fucking building? <laughs> well, it's it's got like it's it's kind of like a museum building. It's not as big as you think it is. And mm. no, there's no basement. So mm. that's a little disappointing. Wait, is I that, asked. Is that a is that like a conspiracy theory or what? No, that's a Pee Wee Herman. Movie. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, I snuck it in there. <laughs> I haven't seen any of his movies in so long. It's like all that's in my mind is him jerking off in a theater. That's like the only thing I can think of when I hear his name. Yeah, I don't think he ever made that movie into a movie, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Him. No, that's whenever I hear about Pee Wee Herman or like see a picture of him, that's the first thing I think of. It's like his downfall. Not how not how great his show was or his movies. Immediately, just think of jerking off into the. You know what I mean? Like his his worst moment in his life. Was That's he, what he's known for. That's the worst thing. Okay, he was in Mystery Men, right? That do you remember that movie? Yes, I do. Was he? I in just that? watched it a couple weeks ago. He, yes, he was. He was. Okay. God, you know what? I I know it's kind. Of, I don't know. Would you consider that like a little kids movie? That was. It had like it's one of those movies where they make it for kids, but it has things for adults too. Mm. Um, yeah, he was the disgusting one. He was the one with all the like the zits and shit. Oh, the farting guy. Yeah, the farting guy. <laughs> yeah, that was him. I feel like that's kind of an underrated movie. I kind of like that. It was Ben Stiller was great in that movie. <laughs> he was the uh, the, the guy who would the rage guy. Yeah, he got for- he got super angry and then just like nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> he would just get angry and then like everyone else would kick people's asses while he was getting angry. The shoveler was the only one who was like, and the chick with the bowling ball. Yeah. But yeah. The shoveler was the one who actually kicked people's asses. But I, who was the uh, main superhero's name? What was his name? Oh, I don't, all I remember was, um, God, I just watched that. I swear like three weeks ago, but I can't think of it. I love he had, um, he had all like the sponsorships. On the endorsements. He had yeah. Pepsi. Uh, yeah. He, <laughs> all of the endorsements were down the side of his uniform. <laughs> I remember the first time I watched that movie, like it was such a curveball just to have him get roasted immediately mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. after like you first meet him, find out he's a douche and then he gets roasted. <laughs> I like the disco boys. His like henchmen, the disco yeah. boys. <laughs> yeah, that was great. They're all in the, with their froze. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, if uh, you can't tell uh, audience, you should definitely check out that movie because I think it's pretty underrated. But um, Phil, let's let's dive in here. I actually kind of have a meaty one today. So uh, I think you've probably saw more movies than I have. So. Do you remember the classic uh, 1977 movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Yes, I have. Uh, the Mountain of Mashed Potatoes. That's the, yeah. <laughs> I've kind of. Devil's, Devil's Rock or something like that, I think. I don't know. I need to watch it. I know it's like a Spielberg classic and I haven't ever watched it. I should. Um, is it Was it good? Do you remember it being good? Oh, it was for its, t- I mean, it's a classic movie. At the t- it was huge at the time. There have been a bunch of spoofs done of it. Um, yeah, it was huge. Okay, so the reason I'm bringing this up is because our subject today, it's kind of a conspiracy theory within a conspiracy theory that Spielberg had inside information about what we're going to be talking about that he then based that movie on. And what we're going to be talking about today is Project Serpo and the Human Exchange Program. Now, in... The movie, do you remember the humans going with the aliens somewhere? 
Um, okay, so I remember all of the humans, like the artist chick was so the big mountain that they were drawing is an old volcano that had all of the dirt taken away. So all that was left was the cold, like solidified magma. So it's this really weird, like spire. Mm. And they were all like either making that out of like mashed potatoes or drawing it. Um, And then they went there. They tried to communicate with the aliens. The aliens came down. They were holding hands. I'm not sure if they actually went with them. I'd have to watch it again. Well, I know that they made contact. Well, anyway, basically, um, it's kind of implied in the title about what Project Serpo is. Now, this is also going to be a little different than what we normally do because it's going to be more of me just telling the story, kind of like the Philadelphia Experiment, because it's either you have two options. Either you believe the story or you don't believe the story. There's no like, oh, it could be this or couldn't be that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I think we've briefly talked about this before. Um, do you recall anything about it? Uh, no, you actually you told me about it a couple weeks ago, and then I made it a point not to look up anything about it. So mm. I'd be surprised with the audience. So Perfect. no, I know I know nothing about this. Actually, I was going to mention you said something about Spielberg being in contact or having like some kind of knowledge of aliens. Do you remember the movie Paul? Paul. Oh yeah, yeah. In that movie, Paul was basically saying that he was giving Spielberg information um, for his movies. Uh, basically, E.T. with the like healing power thing. Mm, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Spielberg did do a couple Alien movies, I suppose, huh? Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, he was responsible for some big ones. Hmm. Well, apparently, where this case starts from is in 2005. UFO discussion group leader and former government employee Victor Martinez received a series of emails from someone identified only as Anonymous. Anonymous claimed to be a retired government employee and he or she supplied much of the information about the exchange program. So this is kind of a relatively new conspiracy theory that dates back from a long time ago. So here's where it's kind of weird where how... How Spielberg, if we believe Spielberg had this as inspiration, how did he get the information, you know, whatever, less than 30 or 30 some years after it allegedly leaked onto the Internet or whatnot? You know what I mean? Yeah. So we'll start off here with the story of Project Serpo allegedly began with the famous Roswell crash on May 30th, 1947. After the crash, the U.S. government took four dead alien bodies to the Wright-Patterson Air Force Base with one of the aliens still being alive. Now, with Roswell, do you, have you ever heard like one of them was still alive or like they recovered the bodies or anything like that? Yeah, I've heard – well, you hear there's a lot of different uh, yeah. like versions of the story. But I have heard that they, they had a live – like specimen. Mm. So, so I, I tried to very carefully make sure we don't go too far into Roswell because obviously that's going to be an episode eventually. So we're just kind of skimming the surface of it here. Now, supposedly there was another crash, but wasn't discovered until two years after the Roswell crash. Now, supposedly what caused the first Roswell crash was the two UFOs hitting each other. So they recovered the first one with the one live alien. And then two years after the Roswell incident, they found the remains of the second crash. 
and then they found six more decomposed alien bodies, and then they were taken to the Wright-Patterson Air Force Base to be examined. Now, have you heard about the second crash? No, no, I've never heard about that one. I feel like I've heard the, like, conspiracy theory that that's why the Roswell crash happened is that it was two of them hitting each other. But um, a lot of these details I've never, never really heard before. Uh, do you know where the Wright-Patterson Air Force Base is? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's up in, like, either Pennsylvania or Ohio. Okay, I, I, I should have wrote it down, but I'm pretty sure it's Ohio. Ohio. Okay. Yeah, I remember. I've. It's been a long time since I've listened to anything about the Roswell incident, but I remember obviously they collected it and then they shipped a lot of stuff up to Ohio, and then apparently that's when they started doing all the weather balloon horse shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Wright Pad is always like pretty big in any like. Oh, they captured a UFO and they took it to. Then they always say either Area Fifty One <laughs> or Wright Pat. So Wright Pat supposedly has like an underground like tunnel and bunker system where they keep all this shit so oh really yeah it's one of the hangars has a elevator in it supposedly and it you go down and whatever the freak shows down there so. <laughs> you've never been to the base though right no i've never been there i think they actually may have changed the name i think it might be a joint base now but mm, i'm not okay. exactly sure like joint base right pat and something else so okay well i'd I'm, have to look i'd have to look into it i'm again. assuming this information's taken from probably whatever the 60s or wherever this time period is or i guess 50s anyway the alien that was still alive they named ebe1 for extraterrestrial biological entity and then one was just because he was the first one uh military is really good at naming things <laughs> <laughs> now what we're gonna i'm gonna bring up the alien race known as ebens or ebens um apparently obviously that's not their real name but that's what the military calls them because of extraterrestrial biological entities does it make sense yeah so yep. so the alien he was attempting to communicate with humans at first but spoke in a tonal quality that humans could not understand and they say this was supposedly because he didn't have any vocal cords. So allegedly someone developed a device to place inside EBE1's throat, allowing him to speak English once he learned it. And apparently he's like super intelligent, so he picked it up super fast. What they inserted in him was just like Frank's hot dogs and America's apple pie. They thought <laughs> that would work. That'll make him sound American. He just had to stare at a eagle and a flag blowing in the wind for twelve hours, and he learned English. <laughs> <laughs> that's how Sylvester, St or that's how uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger learned it. So, <laughs> so EBE one apparently could eat breads, fruits, pastas, salads, and cheese, but he could not digest meats, and they would just make him sick. Kind of weird. Um, I don't. I wonder why that is. I've heard uh, like a lot of the extraterrestrials, like the actual like living ones, not the robots. The living ones have all gone vegetarian. A lot of you actually hear a lot of uh, like the extraterrestrials have completely killed off all the animals on their planet, not mm. themselves. Well, so, well, it's funny you bring that up because we're going to talk about um, his home planet later, and they are, I guess, technically vegetarians. So it's interesting that you brought that up. 
So when they did medical examinations on him, they realized he had one primary organ in his body that worked as both his lungs and heart as one organ, which I thought was kind of cool. He had a stomach and intestines, but he had no liver, pancreas, or bladder. He was four foot three and weighed roughly 60 pounds. So he's a small son of a bitch. Yeah, that's weird with the no bladder, no liver, no pancreas. When when I was kind of reading this stuff, because there's a site that's literally called like Project Serpo.com or something that allegedly has all these declassified documents about this. And it sounded like in those that their race their race had evolved far enough where they like didn't need those anymore, which is kind of weird. Like they, they exhale out their shit. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Maybe they just completely turned it into energy. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. Or they have uh, what's that? Where you basically have like the perfect system where you have like zero wasted energy. Mm, right. Like. Maybe. They force evolve themselves. Yeah. Well, when we start talking about their planet and how they live, then you're kind of, maybe it'll make more sense. I don't know. Anyway, um, he then informed his keepers at the military base that he was from a planet called Serpo that was 40 light years away in the Zeta Reticuli system. Um, EBE-1 then took the salvaged spacecraft from both crashes and attempted to reestablish communication with his home planet. He tried six times, and all six times he was never able to reach them. And in early 1952, EBE-1 passed away before ever being able to contact his fellow aliens. I couldn't find what he allegedly died of, but... um, Apparently, he was super smart. He was helping them with technology and stuff, but he couldn't get the crashed crafts uh, communication device to work. Yeah, guaranteed I wouldn't let him go anywhere near that fucking thing. Like, I would be worried that he might send, like, a message, like an (laughs) SOS, like, for a war party. Like, oh, yeah, no, no. I'm going to tell him that the humans are cool. And then he's like, dude, these guys are fucking (laughs) insane. These apes are trying to fucking fuck me and eat me. Get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, no, no, I'm saying they're cool. No, no, yeah, yeah. You-, you do not trust aliens at all. Dude, no, I don't. No, you don't trust any of them. You, you don't, you're yeah. very skeptical on them. Let me tell you, I fucking, not only <laughs> aliens, I hate humans that are extremely fucking intelligent too. Well, I don't hate them, but let me, I don't trust them. Yeah. Super, super intelligent and super, super dumb. I don't, ugh, like, <laughs> like, keep it in the middle. Just keep it, like, down that center lane, you know? Just a normie? Yeah, just a normie. Just a regular dude who goes to work, pays taxes, you know? <laughs> that's, like, Doesn't tr- that's like 95% of the population, so we're all right. Oh, yeah, probably less than that, but, <laughs> yeah, right. no, just, just a regular dude, you know? <laughs> so EBE1, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to hang out with him? No, not okay. at all. Okay, all right. I I might want to meet him and just see him and know that though like those things are out there. But no, I wouldn't want to. You know, unless he was like a normal dude, like Paul. You mm, know, yeah, just like a normal bro. Yeah, the audio, maybe meet him. But the, I w- I don't want to meet some fucking benevolent fucking creature. <laughs> Every the audience should know you absolutely love the movie Paul. It's a great movie. Yeah. I always remember that girl from Saturday Night Live who had, like, the Jesus shirt on. 
I can't remember what it said, but it was so fucking funny. Yeah. Was it great. like crucify this or something? <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I thought it was an abortion shirt, but oh. or a gun shirt, something like that. <laughs> it was pretty funny. I remember that. Anyway, continuing on. So, in the early 1952, the alien passed away. Oddly enough, later in the year of 1952, the U.S. military was finally able to reach the alien race um, that lived on Serpo, like I said, known as the Ebens. Um, Like I said, I'm pretty sure that's the name they gave them. So communication was then exchanged between Earth and planet Serpo over the next nine years. In between this time, the exchange program was being set up between the two races. Um, overall, 12 American astronauts would be selected to travel to pro- uh, planet Serpo, 10 men and 2 women. Now, obviously, if you're going to be traveling this fucking far, they're going to put you through an extremely vigorous like training regimen. Um, they had the exact amount of time that they allegedly had to like train for this. It was a pretty, pretty long time, but that shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. Did they say how long the trip would take? Um, we're going to get to that once they actually right. go there. Um, so they also had strict requirements for the, those selected. They needed to be, this literally was quotes in there, the best of the best available. I'm sure you know <laughs> where that quote comes from, right? Yeah. 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 That hits, <laughs> your, that hits your mind NASA. instantly. Yeah. Well, no, uh, Men in Black. That's the first thing I thought of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> so so another uh, requirement was that they could not have uh, a spouse or any children. So that, yeah. That's so that's a, that's a life sentence. Basically. Um, basically, their thought process was that you will be base, uh, missing for 10 years and nobody could be concerned if you were gone basically you know what i mean like nobody could be looking for you and allegedly once they picked these 12 people they destroyed all of their social security irs birth certificate basically any anything that is a record of you was completely wiped out which again basically makes you think of men in black right yeah um i was thinking about that like how you said they have to be the best of the best yeah like you're thinking if you're gonna bring like some wild animal to your planet, you're going to want like one of the nice ones, you know, <laughs> like you're not going to want the chimpanzee that might rip someone's face. No, off. like you're going to want the chimpanzee that like the little kids can go over, pet their heads and eat them <laughs> a peanut, you know? Well, the weird thing is it didn't really necessarily sound like they're the nice ones, but they were like extremely specialized ones. Like they had obviously engineers, doctors, soldiers, blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so that's what you mean. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get you. They sent, like, I guess what people might consider the top of the top uh, humans in the world, I guess. I don't know. That's basically what I kind of took out of it anyway. So the Well, if, if, go did ahead. Brett Favre go? <laughs> he wasn't even born yet, was he? <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't born yet. Was... <laughs> you need to say Aaron Rodgers. Everyone puts him much higher. Oh, that's true, yeah. Fuck Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers happened. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking right. So the first exchange was planned for April 24th, 1964, and was to be carried out at Holloman Air Force Base. Remember we talked about that on the Eisenhower one. Remember that? Yeah, that's in uh, it's Kirky. Yeah. Yeah. 
So we, uh, it's kind of, there's a lot of like interconnecting things between these conspiracies. But anyway, during this time, the exchange was approved by President John F. Kennedy. So two even ships landed at the base with the intention of taking the astronauts with them. But this first time, for some reason, it got pushed back and got postponed. Um, I couldn't find why. They just, apparently they just loaded up the dead bodies of the aliens from the crash site and then returned to Project Serpo. Not sure why it was canceled. But the Ebens returned in July of 1965, so basically a little over a year later, and then took the astronauts with them back to their home planet. And according to most reports, they left one Eben, or Eben alien here uh, to live on Earth in exchange. Now, the weird thing is is that they allegedly left this alien here with, I guess, the U.S. government. But there's literally no information or no speculation about what he was doing here. Like, he was just chilling here. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, there was a pretty, like... The technological breakthroughs during that time were pretty big, so I could imagine him like just kind of giving him ideas, giving you know? him stuff, writing him up blueprints. And <laughs> if I was the aliens, I would just leave like one of the dumbest of the species on the planet. <laughs> just like he could have been, yeah, he could have been like the Jordan Fox of the alien race. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. We love you, Jordan. He's he's giving him information that's like. Such like thousand years, a million years behind like what they have. But like, he's like, okay, it's called a laser. And I made one in my kindergarten class. Here's how you do it. You know, like. <laughs> I was trying to think what would have been taking place in 1965. I don't know. Is there anything cool? I guess maybe he told them to, what if he told them to construct Woodstock? Well, the uh, first <laughs> NASA mission to the moon was, Ooh. That, you know, okay. That time. All right. Uh, they were coming out with like bigger and better H bombs. Mm. Um, computer technology took off at that time. Laser technology. Uh, there's a lot of shit. Okay, so that makes you think, then, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, really, the '60s and the '70s. It was post World War II. We had a lot of money. We had a lot of Nazi scientists, you know, <laughs> coming it, through the bringing shit through the pipeline. So, and the alien. Don't forget about him. And the one alien. <laughs> So, when the human astronauts made their way to planet Serpo, they took with them literally an excessive amount of supplies, um, food, medicine, weapons. Uh, apparently, they took jeeps, multiple jeeps, other vehicles, and a motorcycle. Um, they were also allowed to bring with them uh, music. Uh, I just wrote down a few of the artists. Uh, Elvis Presley, the Beach Boys, Beatles... Uh, U.S. patriotic music and classical music. They had, like, the list of music they were allowed to bring, and it was, like, 50 fucking artists. So, But the main thing that I wanted to list on here is the artillery that they had to bring with them. <laughs> so they brought 50 uh, military weather balloons, 24 military handguns, 24 military rifles, M16s, Two M66 weapons, two M40 grenade launchers, two M60 motor tube rounds, 100 military air burst flares, 5,000 rounds of 223 ammunition, 500 what? rounds of 45 ammunition, and 60 of M40 rounds. 
So I don't know. Like, did they think they were going to war or what the hell? Yeah, that might have just been. <laughs> well, I mean, what really gets me too is you said they had to bring jeeps and a motorcycle. Yeah, like the aliens have got much better <laughs> shit than that, and they probably don't use fossil fuels. So what the fuck are the jeeps for? I mean, you said ten men, two women. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, do they think they're gonna have to shoot their way out of this planet and steal a fucking spaceship to get? That might have been it, Mike. Like, I I should send you the link for the list of shit they brought because it's like 300 items. But uh, I'm just yeah. like, what do you need two grenade launchers for? Two grenade launchers. That's uh, these th- you said these people are like best of the best engineer, scientists, yeah. whatever, whatever. Yeah. I didn't hear any fighters in there. Like, there, I think there really... was, there's like a high ranking military personnel, I think, too. But it's just like. You think the aliens would be like, you don't need two grenade launchers to come to our planet or a jeep. Oh, I was going to say, no wonder the first round of aliens told them to get fucked. I would, too. They were like, oh, yeah, you mind if we bring some of our toys with us? Like, no, go to fucking hell. Like (laughs) They probably tried to bring like fighter planes and like nukes with them and everything. It's like, no, no, you cannot bring all this stuff to our planet. (laughs) God. They tried to they try to bring Henry Kissinger. They're like, no, <laughs> get him the fuck out of here. We don't need any situations on our planet. <laughs> anyway, they were fed the Evens food, which they hated because they claimed it tasted like paper. Apparently, I don't. I didn't really say what they ate. They just said it tasted like paper. Apparently, um, <laughs> honestly, it could have been paper. It could have <laughs> been. Yeah, this is our food. They just hand him some fucking... <laughs> just like a bowl of paper mache. They're like, yeah, we eat this shit all the time, man. They feed them fucking wind from under their furniture. <laughs> no, no, yeah. It's called... Uh, sh- it's it's awesome. You're going to love it. Yeah, put some fucking ketchup on it. Stupid fucking ape. <laughs> so here, here's the answer to your question. It took them 12 months to travel the 40 light years to planet Serpo. Now, apparently their ship was so fast because they had harnessed the energy of antimatter. So that's how they could move so fast, I guess. Yeah, that's how... uh, This is my second Star Trek reference in two weeks, (laughs) but that's how uh, Star Trek, like, spaceships work. They uh, they use antimatter. Well, I I remember seeing... It was on History Channel, probably, where it was, like, two grains of sand of, like... Or a grain of antimatter hitting matter creates like an explosion that could like blow up texas right yeah pretty much like, i mean there's a lot of energy in it yeah that, yeah I mean. yeah i know they're like trying to mess with it i've seen the little where they create that giant like tube underground you know what i mean yeah um it's either dark matter or antimatter is like by the ounce is the most expensive material like we have like if you have like an ounce of antimatter and you could sell it you would have all the money in the world, basically. Like, Seems dangerous to be playing with that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of it, obviously. No. But. So, um, continuing on here, when they reach uh, Planet Serpo, apparently uh, the aliens just greeted them with open arms. You know, they were happy that they were there. They were excited to see humans. Um, now, the aliens, like most of them still had that weird voice thing like they couldn't talk to him 
but there was one female alien who learned to speak English, and she would be like the translator between them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So how, like, if we think back to EBE-1, he needed a special device to speak like humans do. So how the hell is she learning English? Well, I'm guessing that, you know, one of those dudes probably uh, maybe hit her up, you know. (laughs) Showed her some of the toys and the ammunition, so. He's like, you ever seen any grenade launchers, baby? <laughs> I got a grenade launcher for you. <laughs> I'm sure whoever made up this story, I'm willing to bet that he wrote in that she had, like, just gigantic fucking tits, you know. Like, Pro- just a nice ass on her, like. So wait, you're already assuming this is fake. <laughs> no, of course not. Not at all. Not even a little. I don't, I'll never assume that some fat, lonely guy in his mom's basement is writing all this shit. No, <laughs> I, I'm not doing that. But So anyway, a little bit about Planet Serpo. Uh, apparently, it had two suns. So basically, it had a constant high temperature. One thing I read was about 107 degrees. That was like average temp. Um, and obviously, being humans... They said they were constantly um, uncomfortable because of the heat, because basically the fucking sun never went down. Um, now, they were supposed to stay, stay on Circle for 10 years, right? But they yeah. ended up staying for 13 years because of the cycle of the two suns. One day cycle on Circle was 40 hours, as opposed to Earth, that's 24 hours, right? Yeah. So it was, uh, a lot of them said that it was just extremely hard to keep track of time. Obviously, they had all the weaponry and stuff, but for some reason, they decided not to bring a watch or anything. A (laughs) clock of any sort. That's literally what it said. They decided, we need grenade launchers, but a clock? Forget that, dude. Well, if the, uh, how does that work? I know clocks work differently in space. And if you're moving at light speed... Like they were, the clock would get fucked up anyway. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, apparently, we're going to learn about the evens and stuff, but it sounded like they just didn't really pay attention to time. Like they just didn't, they would just, like, it sounded like they just didn't have a fucking clock or anything, you know what I mean? Yeah, they probably got over their fucking capitalist slave system and no longer have fucking waged labor and shit like that. Well, Phil, nice I, little utopia. I can tell you what, Phil, you're hitting shit on the head right now. So um, during their stay on Serpo, the Americans learned what they could about the history of the Evens. The population of Serpo at this time of their visit was roughly 650,000 Evens. Um, they apparently it was just Evens. They had no in, no other intelligent species, kind of like, I guess, Earth is wouldn't you say Earth, the humans are the intelligent species, and then the rest is animals? Um, I don't know if we're smarter than dolphins, but well, we'll find out eventually. <laughs> well, you know, you get what I'm saying. Like, even yeah. no, e- I get you. The yeah. Serpo. Ha- how many did you say? Six hundred fifty thousand or million? Thousand. Oh, there's only six hundred fifty thousand. Right. That's it- weird because the it's considered like the perfect population of humans on Earth is actually five hundred thousand. Really? Yeah, like not a lot. Like yeah. a perfect number for equilibrium with the planet would be like 500 grand. So it's kind of weird that that number is like, it sounds really low, but like, you know, they don't yeah. breed like fucking mice. So, <laughs> Well, we're going to we're gonna find out why they might have 
that small of a population once I get through kind of the information here. Um, the astronauts learned about the Eben's religious beliefs and technology. It seemed like they lived fairly primitively for the culture, but they had advanced, te advanced technology. Basically, what they're saying is, like, they had kind of like tribes. Like, it was like a tribal system. You know, what I, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't just like a big, massive One world city. Government. Yeah. So, they kind of had like a tribal society. Now... Like, you were making fun of them before, they didn't have fucking jeeps or whatever. They used anti-gravity vehicles to kind of, like, hover around, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, why they need... I'm, I could only imagine they'd be pretty pumped up about seeing a jeep or a motorcycle. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I was... I was kind of thinking, like, when you said they brought all the, like, old... They brought all the, like, weapons and the vehicles. I could see, like, the Ebens just immediately confiscating that shit and then putting it in a museum. Yeah. You know? Kind of like Demolition Man. Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> exactly like Demolition Man. Like, the... the uh, the what was it like the wing of war or whatever yeah. the museum exhibit with all the war yeah i like think it was the, the hall of violence or something hall of violence yeah exactly God, that's a good movie that's a great movie anyway now what i'm about to read kind of reminds me of uh, communism a little bit but uh apparently the ebens would work regular regular shifts but all of their jobs were assigned to them now but it seemed like they were all happy about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it wasn't... It didn't... From what the humans would later say about them, it wasn't like a miserable job like we have sometimes. Do you remember the book, The Giver? I do not, no. We read it in school. Kind of sounds like that a little bit. They were all assigned their jobs. Hmm. Okay. Well... Yeah. So, about the food, apparently they only grew artificial food. And they would never eat any of the animal life on the planet. Um, so that kind of goes back to when we said EBE1 wouldn't eat meat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Apparently they just didn't, I don't know, didn't waste natural resources or something. And they just grew their own food. So kind of weird. Now, A planet full of super woke fucking hipsters. <laughs> they I actually don't eat meat or gluten. <laughs> A lot of avocado toast going on yeah. in Planet Serpo. <laughs> All I eat is high hibiscus tea and avocado toast. <laughs> um, so the Evens had a military force, but were considered peaceful, and they never saw any of them carrying weapons around at all. Like, nobody had weapons. Like, the, gov the military was kind of just like a contingency thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, with the government, like I said, they would have their little tribal pockets, and they would have, like, an elder who would kind of resolve the problems within the tribe or whatever, but they did have a government, like, a top-level government as well, that if there was, like, a really big pressing issue, then, like, the overarching government would decide how to fix the problems. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, that, I get it. I get that. There's, a, there's some countries that are kind of like that. Um, Afghanistan's kind of like that. Oh, really? Supposedly, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm firsthand, but <laughs> I know that there's like a tribal system in place, mm. and then like if there's wars between the tribes, then the government might step in, or they might just back off. Because mm. a lot of times, some of those tribes are more powerful than the government. The government. 
Okay. Yeah. Now, here's another peculiar thing, is that the Ebens had no sort of currency, and they used no sort of money at all. Basically, they just used, like, a, uh, if you needed something, you just went and got it, I guess. They kind of made it sound like a distrib- distribution system, kind of. So, I don't, obviously, that won't work with humans, but maybe no, for them. No, there's too many of us. There's a... Like, if you live in a system where it's like there's 650,000 of you on the whole planet, you're going to have plenty of everything. So so there's really not any point in having money. Um, there's only 650,000 of you. Then basically, it's not like there's any need for anything. So why would you need – exactly with, like with the violence stuff too. There's no like need to steal anything. There's no need to do any of this stuff because no one's like at personal war with each other. So I can understand that part. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it'd be kind of nice if humans weren't greedy and shit. But, uh, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Now, if there was only five hundred thousand of us on the planet, I don't. Th- I still be. don't think it would work. I still don't think it would work. I think people imagine. I think, imagine if you had like enough land for like yourself that was like the size of a county. Like, I think it'd be fine. Uh, maybe. Um. So. Uh, they said the Ebens enjoyed team games, which I assume is probably like football or basketball or whatever. They didn't really say what they played. And they knew what music was, and they had their own versions of music. Didn't really know what it sounded like, but... Uh... Dude, it sounds like L. Ron Hubbard fucking wrote this shit. <laughs> 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 well, who are, if, if someone did make this up, they're extremely original, aren't they? Yeah, no, it's just weird because it's like, oh, yeah, they were peaceful. No one carried guns. They had jobs, but they were given jobs. <laughs> and they loved to play team games. You know what I mean? It's just like, who the fuck wrote this? <laughs> but, of course, it's all true and, you know, whatever. Go yeah, for it. Yeah, this is all facts, Phil. <laughs> all facts. Now, now, a few few final things. Um, uh, planet Serpo was not their original home planet. They lived on a different planet. They didn't really say what it was, but... The planet became so unstable because of volcanoes. Uh, they had to leave, but they had already mastered uh, space travel, so they were able to relocate to planet Serpo. Now, why a lot of people think, or why the humans thought their population was so low was because a long time ago they had waged war with another alien species and it had managed to win the war, but they suffered like huge casualties. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So apparently even say, I guess you'll probably like this, that the alien races, there's some that are malicious and there's some that are peaceful. And these just happen to be a peaceful one. So basically they had a military just in case the bad guys come back. Right. But it sounded like they wiped out whoever they were warring with or whatever. But they think that's why maybe their population was so low is because so many of them died. Okay. Did it did it say if they were a multi-planet species or are they just on It sounded like the they were just planet. here. It sounded like they were just here, but I, I don't really know for sure. <clears throat> it kind of sounds like they're hiding out. Like they could be. Like almost like their entire species was nearly wiped out, so that's just like a splinter group. Like yeah. Well, that could like when you're, that could that? I was just say that could also explain why if they were at war for so long, maybe that's why they're such a peaceful race now because of they see the repercussions of it. Yeah, you'd think if they were such a peaceful race, though, they would just leave the apes alone. You know, <laughs> they would come well, here, see like all of our shit, and be like, "No, 
we'll we'll be fine. Uh, if we see you guys coming near us, we'll just blow you out of the fucking sky. <laughs> but well, technically, they didn't want to interact with humans if we believe the story because they crashed. Yeah, but then why did they come back the second time after picking up their you know their dead bodies? Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe they thought humans were peaceful. I don't I don't really know. But um, <laughs> there's no mistaking humans for peaceful. <laughs> there's none. They would have seen all of the nuclear fucking tests that were going on at the time that they landed, so no way. Maybe they were just Steelers fans. Could have been. <laughs> what was uh the Super Bowl hadn't started, but they had the NF they had like the national football like Well, around sixty five, yeah, that was getting close to the like height of the Iron Curtain. The uh or the the steel curtain, sorry. The steel uh, curtain was in the seventies, wasn't it? Very early. Super early in the seventies. Fucking Terry Bradshaw. Yeah, yeah. That's who uh, Iowa Hawkeyes uniforms are made after. The seventies. Oh, seventies uh, okay. Steelers. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. That's cool. Good old Hayden Fry. All right. Now we're gonna talk a little bit about the humans. Um, for some reason, like there's not that much information about the humans and like what they were doing here. They just kind of relate about the aliens. So the humans, um, they live there three years into their trip. Two of the two of the twelve would die from radiation poisoning. They made it sound like Planet Serpo overall had like radiation on the surface, which I feel like when we've talked about aliens, it's always there's always radiation involved, you know what I mean? Yeah. So the other thing was they were supposed to keep in constant communication with the US government. And they did for quite a while, but then after five years, all communication was cut off and they had no idea what uh, these people were up to. So they were kind of just like, I, we, they didn't know if they're dead or anything like that. So about yeah. ha- halfway into their trip, the Americans moved to the northern part of the planet where it was cooler and they were able to grow their own food that they were used to eating. You know what I mean? This sounds like the most plausible part of the fucking story. <laughs> so they basically, the 10 that were still living told the fucking, told the home base, like, God, quit fucking bothering us. And we're going to move where it's nicer. Right. And we're going to grow our own fucking food. Right. Like, that's, this is the most plausible part of the story so far. Well, apparent, apparently they had brought enough food to live off of for two years and then were forced to eat the even food. But obviously they hated it because it tasted like fucking paper. Probably lasted um, about two weeks. Yeah. They said, like, much like EBE-1 got sick from our food, apparently the humans would get sick f- with the Eben's food. Like, it would give them, like, stomach problems, apparently. So that's kind of why they needed to grow their own vegetables there. I imagine, because you said earlier on in the story that <clears throat> Eben's and humans have, like, completely different digestive systems. Yeah. Like, so I, it sounds like anything that, like, they could digest our bodies probably just you couldn't know, wouldn't even touch it. Like imagine like a human trying to eat hay and live off of that, <laughs> you know, like probably same thing. It's just crap. Here's the other thing that like all their food is apparently artificially made. So maybe it's something in there that makes them sick too. That I, could I don't be. know. I don't know. Anyway, let's get to bringing them home. Um, when it was finally time, when I reached that 13 year mark or whatever, and it was time for him to finally come back home. Two of the Americans decided that they actually had grown so accustomed to Serpo that they decided to stay. 
No, we don't know what they were doing there. Maybe they fell in love with an alien. I don't know, but they decided to stay. The English-speaking one with big tits. <laughs> I imagine it was probably one. her. Yeah. So the the others would finally return home in 1978, and then once they got back, they were put into quarantine for an entire year, and then they had to be debriefed that entire time. Now, because remember we mentioned the radiation before. Apparently, uh, the survivors had to suffer from radiation-related illnesses for the rest of their lives from being exposed to light radiation for so long. I'm not entirely sure what that includes. I thought you basically get cancer from radiation, but whatever. Now, the debriefing, allegedly, because it was an entire year, they generated a 3,000-page report talking about all of their travels to Serpo and their experiences and all of that. Now, the last few things here was basically they believed that a lot of the information was lost because when they were communicating from Earth back to, or no, how did they say it? Basically, when they were doing the debriefing, got this big 3,000-page report, that a lot of the information didn't really make sense because they didn't understand the Evans language and they weren't allowed to bring any of the even technology back with them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I can understand that. So it was really hard for them to kind of like explain what happened because they couldn't speak their language more or less. Um, so I gotta, I gotta ask about the even that they left behind. Was he like chomping at the bit to get back on that fucking space station? They don't even bring him up again. They don't, don't even e- bring him up. Don't even bring him up again. That's like basically fucking bringing out a gun and then never <laughs> shooting. Him. I mean, in a story, you know. Yeah. But the uh, yeah. What would I gotta ask something quick? I had this thought: thirteen years on a foreign planet, one year in isolation. What's the first thing you do when you get out of that fucking? Ooh. 14 years. What is it, what's it going to be? First first night out. Back uh, out on the streets. Oh, I'm going to tell you what. I'm buying a pack of cigarettes. I'm getting blasted. Well, actually, I probably will eat a lot of food first. And then probably a nice restaurant, get wasted and smoke cigarettes all night. And hopefully Guaranteed, we- like in my contract, it'd have to say that after I got back. I would get like 20 mil or some, some, some number. <laughs> yeah. Like 20 mil back in the seventies was huge. <clears throat> right. Like, that's like Rockefeller money back then. Like, and I would go to the strip club. I'd be just throwing hundreds, like <laughs> just angrily throwing balls of hundred dollar bills. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what they would have. That's a rough one. Like how the hell would you even adapt again? Coming back to our planet. Yeah. I would buy a fucking, like one of those LP tanks that out by like the farmhouses, that thing would be full of Jack Daniels and Coke. Yeah. And I would just fucking sit there drinking it, fucking just stewing about how pissed off I am. <laughs> so um, the last thing here, little was known about the surviving members when they returned to Earth. Allegedly, the last surviving member died in 2002. Um, there hasn't been any more communication with the Evens on Serpo since 1985, and the two Americans who decided to stay there, they're rogue, and nobody nobody knows what they're doing. They could be alive, they could be dead, they don't know. And hmm. that, that's basically um, the entire story there of the Americans, or I guess the human exchange program with uh, 
the aliens from Project Serpo. So <laughs> I know you've kind of made fun of it in between our journey here through the story, but a little bit. What <laughs> What are your final thoughts, Phil? Is this even remotely possible? Are you giving it the Neil deGrasse Tyson fifty fifty? Well, I like to give everything the Neil deGrasse Tyson fifty fifty, <laughs> but. I'm going to give it my uh, the normal 99% probably not true. And then yeah. I'll give it the 1% true. But I just – I mean it's really – if you if you think about it, it'd make a good movie. That's like what a lot of – you know, you hear a lot of these stories like the conspiracies or the alien – especially the alien ones. But they always seem to like it would make a really good movie. That's what I keep thinking. Well, like, oh, Yeah. We ended up going for 10 years, but we couldn't figure out the time. So it was a little longer, you know, like little twists and turns in there. Well, I mean, technically you have allegedly um, the Spielberg movie, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. You have Interstellar that deals with time like that. Uh, you could, I don't know if you want to put the Matt Damon Martian movie in there. Oh, yeah. No, I don't think that's quite the, uh, <laughs> what was that? What was that movie with, uh. God, what the fuck's her contact? You ever oh, see the movie yeah, Contact? Yeah. Where in the time it took to have like that spinning ball go from like levitating to falling to the earth, she had traveled like across the galaxy and back again. Like Was it weren't they trying to imply that she she shows up on the beach with that alien, right? Or they yeah. don't know what and the it hell takes, he is. Takes the form of her dad. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then how much time passes when she returns? Well, so in in the humans, the people watching it see her fall for like three seconds. But then the recorder inside had recorded 18 hours of static. That right. was kind of the little thing. Right. At the end, yes. Where it, now was like I the, it was the ooh moment. Yeah, know? I remember that because that's a, a Jodie Foster McConaughey Jody, joint, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good movie, actually. I kind of like it. But uh, but yeah, it's trippy yeah. as fuck. Well, uh, what's that? Do you remember? Well, obviously you remember what his name is, but or who he is. Uh, Starship Troopers, the guy mm. who was um, in basic training. It's like it's that one like alcoholic drug dude, the actor's <laughs> son. Do you remember that? Robert Downey Jr.'s son? No, he was he was also in the Frightener. Oh yeah, yeah, the blonde guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in that movie. He was the crazy dude who sabotaged the whole thing. That mm. was great. Yeah. That guy, every role he's in, he just plays either a fucking asshole or the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, he's got the face for it. I think that's what it is. That's true. Wait, whose son is he? Uh, not Belushi. Um, he, the guy with the wild hair. He's um, I thought that was his dad, but maybe it's not. Um, I have no idea. I'll have to look it up. But oh, okay, so <laughs> yeah, getting back to the fucking story here. <laughs> um. You know, I think it's it's really good. There are some weird things. Um, you said that, like, the alien planet had a lot of radiation on it. The thing that filters out radiation in humans is, like, our liver, kidneys, like, all of those right. pancreas, all those mainline, like, like waste extraction organs. Yeah, like, your thyroid, too. If, yeah, if they don't have it, that's weird that, like, you know, because a lot of stuff that, like, cleans our blood, they don't have. So either their blood is different from ours or the radiation has just completely fucking destroyed all the need for that. So hmm, that's a good point. Actually, I didn't even think of any of that. That I like yeah. that, though. So no, it's just little little things that I picked up reading it. Okay. Like little things that just didn't make sense. But so you're rating this at about a one percent chance. It's true. 
I'll give my opinion. I probably with you there where I don't really necessarily put much credence that this actually has happened. I will say this, though, if I kind of believe Roswell happened and that was an alien ship, but I could see it more plausible if we believe Roswell happened that they could have kept one alien alive, but I just don't know if this rest of the story happened. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I can see. I mean, I've said it before, but I don't think that aliens actually like come here and like visit humans and all that stuff. But I can see like an exploratory type situation where two vessels would crash into each other. Yeah. I can see that if they were in the neighborhood, they just wanted to go see the, you know, yeah, see the, I can uh, see something like that. See the primitive apes on their planet. Yeah, go down to the zoo and take a look <laughs> at them. But it is kind of weird that like you said these these aliens had guns. But though humans never saw them with their guns, you would think that if these aliens had a potentially hostile race with all of that ammunition, you would think that all they would ever see are people with guns. That's you know? the other thing. We don't know what they made them do. If they arrived with all this artillery and shit, we don't know what they made the humans do if they let them take it with them. I don't, it doesn't even say what they... It doesn't even sound like there's any violence or anything. It was just they're hanging out. Yeah, they so, were just bored. They had to have been bored as fuck. God, I couldn't even fucking imagine. <laughs> oh, you said they only brought like songs from like 50 artists with them yeah. and mostly patriotic music. Yeah. Could you imagine listening to the same shit for 13 fucking years? Listening to the same Elvis song? Just blue suede shoes every fucking day. Like Maybe they got involved with imagine. the team sports. <laughs> they, they played the fucking they played Amish volleyball or who who plays yeah Amish play volleyball they played the fucking Amish game of volleyball and then ate fucking paper chips yeah that's sounds like a fucking ball what if the evens had like uh so they're a really peaceful race but like they they said glad gladiator arenas and stuff like super violent sports Oh, that'd be awesome. Now that would add some fucking flavor to the story. <laughs> if they had a fucking arena, like a death pit. Like the reason why there's only 650,000 of them is because they peel off like 2,000 a year. They have to just keep fighting. Yeah, and it's a huge like like city-sized arena. And that's why the, the aliens told them to bring the ammunition. Because like you're going to have to fight your way through this <laughs> shit, you know? You know what the other thing I just thought of like – they didn't mention any of the aliens' like reproductive organs or anything like that. So what if their race had to be like they didn't breed like humans do? They had to be like artificially created or like they've gotten to that point. That's uh that's just kind of like in most alien conspiracies is they have reproductive problems. You ever mm, hear that? Like yeah, yeah, every, I've heard you that. always hear like people getting their junk messed with <laughs> when they get abducted by aliens because the aliens no longer like have the ability. It could be all the radiation too. Could have fried their balls off. <laughs> fried their genitals. Yeah. Well, anyway, guys, um, Phil, why don't you inform everybody if they want to give us our opinion, how can they do that? Well, we got the Instagram, which is actually uh, like blowing up. We're almost at uh, 400 followers. So yeah. pretty good for only starting like a month ago. So. Yeah. We got, or two or three months ago, Subliminal Deception Podcast is on Instagram. That is just the easiest way to get a hold of us. We also have a Gmail that you can get a hold of. We don't really get a lot of Gmail traffic, but SubliminalDPodcast at gmail.com. Yep, hit that up if you uh, feel like 
I think email's better if you're the type that has like a longer message. You know what I mean? Instagram's good for like just you want to yeah. just say and something or whatever. Let me say, we would love if if you had some like like you wanted to type out. Like we'd love to get that too. So we love hearing from fans. So. Oh, absolutely. Now Which, that's gotten a lot bigger too in the last few weeks. So thank you, uh, thank you everybody for that. Hell yeah, I know. I'll, when we see the downloads go up and all of that, all the support, it's it's an amazing feeling. Um, so you oh, can wait. Hold on one go second. Ahead. I wanted to shout out somebody, and I just wanted to give a special like, hey, thanks for getting a hold of us. Uh, brand new podcast out there. They're out in the UK. Uh, Critical Banter. Uh, go ahead and find them on Instagram. And uh, yeah, they're uh, actually listen to them. They sound really good for being a brand new podcast. So really good audio quality and good topics so yeah cody how can they uh actually help out our pod well um final thing before we get to that uh if you anybody would like you can follow bumblebutt podcast on instagram where i just started my own personal one you can follow cody zebub which is cody z-e-b-u-b on instagram you can find me and talk to me personally if you like uh, the other thing that we we need everybody to do if they can is to take a few seconds Go on Apple Podcasts, log in, find our show, click the five-star button, write a stupid little note, and then hit submit. It's that simple. I know it's a pain in the ass, but it really helps the show grow, and we would be eternally grateful if you could do that. Now, um, I hope everybody enjoyed the show this week. I thought, while it sounds a little fantastical, it is kind of a fun journey to take, and it's fun to kind of think about aliens, I think, a little bit, but... uh, we will see you guys next week. Yeah, it was great. Uh, fun dissecting it. But thanks, guys. Have a good one.